Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Five years ago, Fly Racing's light hydrogen line was the first true lightweight racewear to the market and the original gear line to define the minimalist lightweight category. But when you're on the gas, you got to stay on the gas. And that's what they've done. They've, uh, they've developed what they call the BOA system. And it's a revolutionary weight waste adjustment system that offers fast on-the-fly micro adjustability with a truly dialed-in fit. A simple turn of the dial delivers unparalleled performance, comfort, and convenience. You can visit flyracing.com for more details. We just finished up a conversation with a young man named, what was it? Aaron Plessinger. Aaron That's it. Plessinger. Yeah, I remember him. Uh, raced for Team USA at the 2018 Motocross of Nations, which was just this past weekend at Redbud in southern Michigan. Now we go to Kyle Redman, who is in fourth place overall in the Enduro Cross Series, and they are, I believe, right in the middle of their series or, or around that there. Um, he's also been a consistent competitor in the X Games Enduro X events, finishing in the top ten in six of the seven events he's competed in. Kyle Redman joins us now. Kevin, what's up? What's up, Kyle? Hey, what's going on? How you doing, bud? Yeah, uh, doing doing great. Just uh, relaxing at home. What have you been doing since September twenty second? September twenty second. Uh, I did a hill climb event last weekend. Um, that's pretty much all I've done. Just been riding and working, and yeah, I did that. So that was a lot of fun. What hill climb event were you at, Kyle? It was uh, Carnegie. The Carnegie. Uh, it was a part of the Moto Climb Super Series. Um, this guy Matt, Matt Musgrove runs it, and it was yeah, it was super fun. Um, ended up doing pretty well. Got third in the, I guess the overall of the weekend. So I was happy with that. It's awesome, Kyle. Were, Kyle, were you riding a, a hill climb bike, or were you just hill climb specific, yeah. or what were you riding? Yeah, I was on a hill climb bike. Um, I have one. My well, it's not mine. My buddy built it and yeah we've just uh it was a second try second one for me on the 450 i only have a 450 to ride so oh not one of those nitromethane powered arm rippers no, i actually i did ride one i swung my leg over one for the first time and it's called the open class so mm -hmm. my first run yeah i was like i got like third or something in the class so i was really happy with that but yeah, this, you know, it was just my second event. I went to Billings, which is like one of the biggest hill climbs, you know, in the country of the of the year. And yeah, we just got smoked. Like we had no idea what we were doing. So this time I did well in the 450 class. I 
you know, I, I got second overall in the in the head-to-head stuff, and I won the qualifying class. So I was happy with that because that's the only bike I have in the 450. So, so they they uh, you do side by side, and there's there's jumps, right? I mean, it's it's not the old school hill climb. It's it's uh, no, t- it's both. Right, but so, but uh, what you did, I'm assuming on a 450 was the was the jumps. I did both. Oh, you did. So the qualif- the qualifier was just one hill, and I ended up winning the like the hill. You know, like you have to pick your line, and uh-huh. it's all it's all about time or distance. And then that qualified us into the head to head stuff. That so was like the number one speed, and then I went up against Logan Mead for the final. He beat me, so I got second. And then <clears throat> I actually ended up riding in the 700 class as well on a 450. So that was you know it's a little underpowered. It doesn't have nitrous on it. And it's obviously just like a 450 motor, so I got like fours in that or whatever. But it's crazy because they have so many different classes, so we need quite a few bikes to do it. Do you? Right, but I don't, I don't have one. Were you scared at all going up the hill? <laughs> I was kind of scared on the nitro bike. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It was well, it's the fact that it could explode between your legs at any time. Quite literally, would uh, I think that would do the it weird- for me? Yeah, the weirdest part was like obviously I had no practice, like. I just went straight for a hill climb. It's one of the biggest hills ever, so yep. it was really steep and, and tough. So, I mean, I made it my first try, and I was happy, and that got me third. But my second try, I didn't make the hill. So I was, like, super lucky to make it the first try. Cause Dude, I'm bike, telling you, it, it that, that stuff, I, I did a hill climb. I've done a couple of them. And the one I went to, the first one, we hear about this hill climb, and this has been, like, 10 years ago, a long time. And I yeah. I get there, and they had just stock swing arm 450, mm-hmm. and I get and so what they've done is we're in Iowa, right? So there's no hills like Carnegie, but yeah. it's still a really big hill. And what they do is they take an excavator and they chisel out the side, and they make a platform, and then they walk this this thing down, and then they chisel out the side again, and then they walk the thing down. So it was a series of of walls that you had to go up, and I got there and I'm like. I'm not going up that thing. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not doing that. And uh, the guy that was with me didn't even race really. And he's like, "If you don't go up that thing, I'm racing your bike." So I ended up going up the thing. I I won it. So I never went back because you can't do better than winning it, right? No. But uh, and Harold Waddell was there. I don't. Was he at your? Was he at Carnegie racing? You know who that is? No. Uh, he's a lunatic. No. He's a he's a pro hill climb guy. And yeah. So uh, I I think. Um, that just proves you're insane that you're doing hill climbs too, because obviously you have a massive, you're a massive talent on a motorcycle to race into well, cross, but the hill climb is to me is you're, yeah, you're not right. I'm just, I was just happy to, to do good. Cause the, the last one I went to was billing. I got smoked and like, I didn't even touch the bike. I'd unloaded the bike the morning before I left and washed it from billings and <laughs> went straight up there. So I'm just happy that I did better because, that was, you know, that was the goal. I was building the thing with my friends and whatnot. It was too good, so. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm happy. Happy to do that. You, uh, so let's talk about Endurocross. You guys are, let me look. I think you're, you, you've had three rounds. Is that right? You're heading yeah, into the fourth round. Rounds, we have three more. They're yeah. all back-to-back weekends. Are you all set? Yeah, I'm all set. Uh, practicing and trying to trying to get uh get better for the final three i think the first three went okay i had one really bad round 
really like like wasted my point. So I just can't do that again. Yeah. What are you riding? I'm riding a 350 Husqvarna. Mm-hmm. So. That uh, obviously that that's the bike you choose. Have you have you always done four? I was thinking you did a two stroke in in enduro cross before. Yeah, I was I was on a two stroke for about four four seasons straight. Right. And I switched last year to the 350 when I came off of betas, and you know just just because of the way the track got a little easy, a little fast, a little jumpy, I just figured it was better. So yeah, I just you know I think a 350 is a great bike. Like you don't really have to do too much to them to make them competitive. So <clears throat> it's like suspension and gearing, and you know you're pretty much good to go. So you say the track is easier, and then you're I've never heard anybody else say that. And and uh, we interview a lot of enduro cross guys. You, you think the track, it's more about speed than it is than it is uh, like. Well, yeah, I think I mean it's pretty. I think pretty much a known fact that lately the tracks have been getting faster and easier. I mean, I think nobody's ever said anything different, I, anything different to me. So, Kyle, I, yeah. I I would agree with you. I think they're getting a little more motocrossy in, in yeah. kind of what it looks like to me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're, they're trying to make it a little more exciting for the crowd, I think, going that route. So it's just uh, that's what they're doing. I mean, people the, like to see jumps, right? Yeah, big jumps over big obstacles. Uh, when I'm watching them, I, I, clearly that is the way they're going. You still have the boulders. You still have the tires. They're just giving uh, really good guys the opportunity to clear them. And they're all wet from yeah. the water pit. <laughs> But, you know, it's it's the same for everybody, and this, the speeds are picking up. How does that compare to the uh, X Games Enduro X v- events? I mean, are they are they where that's coming from, you think? Yeah, I mean, those were actually similar to what we're racing on now, I think. You know, we've actually we've had, like, you know, the Costa Mesa was outdoor, and that was, that was really similar to an X Games track, in my opinion. So... I think for X Games, they really wanted to make it look bigger and 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 more jumpy, but that was just like a few years back. So it was like kind of like whoa, like when you went there, you're like, I'm not ready for this because like you know we practiced what we were used to back then, and it was more more of a technical feel to the tracks, you know. So yeah, they're they're more similar to the X Games stuff now. I think. You training anything on uh, on doing any trial stuff? You know, I haven't. I haven't ridden a trials bike in probably three years, so I just do trials on a dirt bike. <laughs> right? Yeah. For the most part. <laughs> yeah. I did a lot of extreme enduro stuff this uh, this off season, like a lot more. Which ones? Of, you know, a lot of two stroke riding and. Uh, well, I you know I raced like we talked after last dog standing and. Oh yeah. Yep. And then uh, I just you know I just rode a lot more two stroke stuff for fun, really, in the off season, and then. Yeah, now I'm just doing four strokes for the rest of the year. So. Four strokes for life. Oh, no, that's not what it's supposed no, to say. Two the, strokes. Yeah, my that's, bad. That's, it's two that's strokes not for it, life. buddy. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We all talk about how we love two strokes, but we're, we're the, we still line up and buy them $9,000 fuel-injected F1 technology dirt bikes. So, well, I mean, it's – it's uh, we can all talk. I have a whole slew – of two strokes, but I'm not buying any new ones. And 
You know what I mean? And and I'm not saying- The beauty saying, of them is they're cheap, they're readily available, and, and you can get them anytime. The new ones aren't cheap, though. No, no. not the two strokes, but an old ones is- Oh, yeah, yeah. Arguably not that much worse than a new one. Right, right. Yeah, they're, they're still- I mean, if you get like a TC or a you know, SX, like KTM or a Husky, they're still fairly cheap compared to the four strokes. I think they're like nine grand or something. Yeah, yeah, even even less than that, actually. Uh, the the two not... strokes. I mean, unless you get into the woods models with the lights and and or now fuel injection yeah, on yeah. the on the two strokes, mm-hmm. uh, the get the gassers are roughly two. An SX is almost two grand less than a so woods like bike. seven thousand bucks. Yeah, 70. yeah, uh, that's uh, not well, cheap. Still not cheap. I just bought a TE. My dad just bought a TE for ten five. So that I don't know. That was at a dealership yeah that's dude so, that's it's uh, that's a lot of money for a two smoker price we're gonna beat that we, we will, well the, we and the injected by the the yeah we have and the injected bikes are only going up right all right so kyle what do you got you've got a, a couple weeks and you're you're back at it or what's the what is it the 20th of october yeah 20th so i got about yeah like two weeks to go and then on the road <laughs> yeah and then you're three weeks in a row yep you know, all in the basically the Pacific Northwest, so right on, man. Yeah, one in Denver, so <clears throat> just going to get those done, and then the year's over. That easy. Well, good luck, buddy. Thanks. Who do you want to thank yeah. for uh, helping you go racing? Yeah, you know, just Husqvarna and SRT, the team, Team SRT, and uh, Craig Thompson, who's the owner. One day, Cam, he's the one keeping me there, so um, yeah, my family, my girlfriend, everybody else that Talks to me every day, keeps me uh, motivated, all my friends, you know. That's, they're the most important ones, right? All right, man. We appreciate it. That was Kyle Redmond. We're going to take a break. On the backside, we've got Ryan McCarthy, who is the owner or one of the co-owners of Rhino Power. Been in business for about eight years, and uh, they are the leading brand for supplements in action sports. This is Pit Pass. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.